Sefer Devarim begins, Ela Hadvarim Ashadibar Moshe. These are the words that Moshe spoke. This begins the longest speech ever recorded in world history. Sefer Devarim commences with Moshe Rabbeinu speaking to Klal Yisrael from Rishchoi Deshvat until the day he passes away, Zayin Adar. He speaks for 37 consecutive days. He repeats the Torah to the Jewish people. This is what we call Mishnah Torah. The question is, when we first met Moshe Rabbeinu at the episode of the Sneh, he says, I'm not a man of words. He had a speech impediment. Moshe said, I'm not an orator. I'm not capable of explaining and elucidating. So how did Moshe transform himself from to delivering the longest speech ever? So Rav Hutner explains this dichotomy based on a morale. When we wake up in the morning, we recite the brach of Ashi Yatzar. We praise Hashem for our functioning body. We say, Roy Basar. He keeps our body healthy. And then we say, the We thank Hashem for the neshama that He placed inside our body. We express gratitude for these two entities, the two parts of a person, the guf and the neshama. In between these two tefillahs, we say, Umafli Lasais. Umafli Lasois is the bond between these two brachos. Umafli is from the word Pela, wonderment. What is the Pela? Says the Ramah, the fact that the two polar opposites, the Guf and the Neshama, which are the antithesis of each other, can coexist in the same body. That is Nefla Sabaira. That's why we say Umafli Lasois. So what benefit do we have that the body and the soul live in harmony with each other? In other words, what makes us distinct? What distinguishes us over all the other creatures? And that is speech. Where does that emanate from? Says Rev Hotner, from the connection of the guf and the neshama. The fusion of our body and soul is what allows us to speak. The Pasik says in Parshas Bereshis, Hashem blew into Adam Arishan's nostrils and neshama. And the Targum translates it as Ruach Mamalala. After receiving a neshama, Adam was able to speak. The synthesis of body and soul gave us our koich adibar. The body has the physical tools for speaking, the hardware, the jaws, the lungs, the teeth, the tongue. And the neshama has the intellect, the understanding. We need wisdom to speak. Both in tandem gives us the ability to articulate our thoughts. So it turns out that the gift of speech requires a good connection between the neshama and the guf. Says the Maral, Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama was exponentially more elevated and advanced from his physical body, that it could not properly connect to his guf. And that disconnect caused his vocal deficiency. That's why he had a speech impediment. Hence, he said, Loi ish However, by Kabbalah Satoira, something miraculous happened. There was a connection of Gashmi and Rachni like never before. Chazal say, never before did the Shekhinah come down to earth and never before did a human being go up to heaven. The Pasik says by Matan Torah, Ve'yered Hashem al-Har Sinai. Hashem descended in Har Sinai and Umoshe Allah el-Alekem. And Moshe ascended to Shemayim. And that is when Moshe's guf and neshama connected for the very first time. His body was elevated to the same lofty level as his soul. At that watershed moment in history, Moshe Rabbeinu was healed. His neshama miraculously connected to his guf. 
And that is when he was able to speak again in a clear, concise manner. And now we understand, where Moshe went off on a 37-day drasha. What a beautiful idea for Rav Hotner. And perhaps with this explanation, we can understand why in Parsha Shemois, by the episode of the snare, the Rabbi Nishlam tells Moshe, alecha, Remove your shoes from your feet because you are treading on sacred soil. However, by Matan Torah, it doesn't say anything about Moshe removing his shoes as he ascends the mountain. Harsina was definitely holy ground. So why wasn't he required to remove his shoes? But now, according to Rav Hudna, we understand. Moshe's physical body was on the same level as his godly soul. So even his shoes that was connected to his goof also became holy. And that's why he wasn't required to remove his shoes. As we enter the nine days, the days dedicated to mourn the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, we try to rectify the sins of Sinas Chinam and Lashon Hara. We try to program our mouths to speak Dvarim Shebekdusha. We try to train our mouths to utilize our gift of speech for Torah and Tefillah and Mitzvahs and offering words of encouragement to others. The story is told about Rabbi Chil Meir Katz, the Shiba Odain of Montreal. A few years ago, he began experiencing a thinning of his vocal cords. Usually, if cords rub on each other, they don't get affected. But in his case, it affected him so severely that he slowly started losing his voice. It came to a point where he couldn't talk at all, and he was devastated. He was a tremendous orator. He gave shiurim, he davened for the Ahmed. The entire Kihila, the city of Montreal, was destroyed. All the remedies offered by the various doctors he went to couldn't help him regain his voice. One day he decided to travel to Israel to seek brachas from the Gedolim there. He went into Reb Chaim Kanievsky. Reb Chaim asked him, Is there talking in your shul during davening? And he said, I'm ashamed to admit it, but at times there's some chatter during davening. Reb Chaim told him, Tell your congregants, either they talk or you talk. When the Rav came back to Montreal, the messenger who spoke on his behalf related Reb Chaim's ultimatum to the congregants. And they all accepted to stop talking in shul. Shortly thereafter, the Rav miraculously was able to speak again. By using our gift of speech to Marbekvot Shemayim and to bring peace and harmony amongst each other, we should be zoichet to see the construction of the Beis HaMikdash speedily in our days. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.